Gaslit Women's Guide to Conquering the Corporate World. Two sisters armed with facts and statistics destigmatizing the plight of the working woman. Now do it now do it how you said you were gonna do it. <laughs> the Gaslight Woman's Guide to Conquering the Patriarchy. Yeah. And we have <laughs> She's a doodle prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I can't that. get the. I love that oh voice for you. I just drooled on my pants. I like it. Hello, welcome. My name is Lisa. Oh, and I'm Jennifer. This is the series finale. Or finale. Final. Finally. Finally. <laughs> Finally, the season is over. Finally. Which actually, Jenny, is super good timings because we have to finish the content edits on the book, which it's all going really well. We really hope mm-hmm. that people mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. want to invest their pocket money into purchasing this book when it comes out yes. because we really love Free it. Free up some room in that pocket, girl. Yeah, you can keep your book in that pocket once you use your pocket money. Yeah, so it'll be a very tiny pocket-sized book. <laughs> Like a pocket Bible. Yeah. Or you like could 400 pages, though, and the print will be so tiny that it will come with a magnifying glass. I have a version of Candide that is that mm. small, and I love it. It's, it's my ridiculous. favorite. It's like a baby book. I got it <laughs> at an old bookshop in London. They have loads of classics. Um, so they were, like, more portable, so people could travel with them? Jenny, they're tiny. Like, they fit, like, the size of your palm. So then they're, like, a novelty item. But they're great. It's the whole book. It's the entire what's the, story of what's Candy. What's the point? What was the point? I don't what's think when you those? have things like that, there needs to be a point. It's mm. kitschy and weird and unique. And why wouldn't you want a palm-sized version of Candy if you knew that there was one out there? But I kind of feel like I have no desire to for any have books that. to be that small or see. It. Yeah, I mean, not even my phone's that small. Well, of course, your phone's not that small, Jenny. We know that. We know that iPhones in particular are disproportionately too large with a 6.5 inch face. Hey, just a large. quick aside, check out Lisa's new Fitting Into a Man's World series on TikTok <laughs> at Dear Patriarchy Pod. Follow, it's, like, and subscribe. They're actually kind of fun to do. So, yeah, go and look at them on TikTok. When is, when is Lungy going to come out? Well, I never put number two up on it, so I did it on the reels mm. today. I put the mm-hmm. I put the second one up, and so Lungy will go tomorrow. Oh, so you can even take it for now. next week if you want. Those such good lunges. Nice, low and slow. Well, yeah, and my face was intense. I think that's mm-hmm. important. Oh, you gotta make that face when you're lunging. If you don't, sure. people won't know that you're lunging. They'll just think you're taking right. long, slow steps. So this series has been really interesting. I mean, our first episode was anger and entitlement. And our last episode was asking for a raise. And we've really run the gamut in between of a lot of different topics. I think it's been a good series, Jenny. What do you think? I think that it's been a great series. And I feel like We've gotten a little bit more comfortable. We've kind of figured out, like, you've definitely done a great job with the technical side of things. So, like, that's no longer an issue. I think we still kind of had some bobbles with that in series one, season one, whatever. For sure. Um, and I think that we were kind of feeling tied to the title sequence of, like, something versus the working woman. And yeah. I think kind of getting away from that and being just more definitely more kind of free with what we wanted to talk about like we just whatever we were kind of feeling led to talk about that week we we did and I think that that kind of allowed us to have a little bit more passion about the subjects we were talking about because it came just more naturally Mm. Um, and I think we were able to react to kind of what was going on in current events and just that kind of thing which which helped kind of foster that 
passion. For sure. And also, we had our first guest in this second season. Mm -hmm. And we were guests on a podcast as well. We were on on the um, Things That Keep Us Up at Night podcast with Abby. Mm -hmm. Jordan. She was lovely. That was great. That was a fun And also, I just want to say a quick note to like the folks that have reached out to be guests on the podcast. We so appreciate you reaching out. And unfortunately, Lisa and I are still kind of in survival mode and book mode. And we're really just trying to juggle this and trying to figure out how to make it fit into our lives because we're not paid to do this. We don't have any sponsors. We don't. We have opportunities. That's all coming. It's just at this point right now where we have very full lives and we're kind of shoehorning this in. So really the only reason that we even had a guest was because it was my husband and he was here while we were recording when we were two glasses in and kind of... He was feeling brave. (laughs) Yeah, he did a good job. So anyway, anyone that's reached out to be on the podcast and kind of felt put off by us, that's really not our intention. We are going to get caught up with it right now. Like our main focus is the book. So that's where we're at with that. And keeping our heads above water, which I think is... I'm just surviving. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just surviving 100%. So as just a takeaway, Jenny, was there... Did you have a particular favorite episode? Um, You know, I really like when to call it. I really Mm -hmm. like taking back your power. Mm -hmm. I like having a hard time. Mm -hmm. I thought our Toxic Masculinity podcast, both of them were really strong. I mean, I wasn't really allowed to talk in the second one, but... The first one was really good. Just kidding. <laughs> no, listen, I think that each episode gets stronger and I and I, I think that that's due to the fact that we are allowing ourselves to be passionate about these events and following the news and we're kind of getting in the groove and realizing like how to use our voice and how to use our platform. So, but as our following has grown, like it shows us that, hey, our audience appreciates what we're doing and... I think that most women need positive reinforcement to like keep doing what they're doing. So it's it's been a really neat season to see that our following on Instagram has grown, our podcast downloads have grown, and our TikTok following has grown. So and that's really kind of where we're putting our effort and I and it's been really nice to see. But also I think that you and I are both grappling with how our professional endeavors are going to look moving forward. Yeah. And so in real time that's kind of unfolding and For me, when I'm looking for a job, I'm remembering, trying to figure out a way to shoehorn myself back into that corporate, like patriarchal corporate structure. It's been neat to be able to talk about the issues that surface for me as trauma or just kind of as hardship and kind of be able to speak through those things with you. And and being on the outside looking in and both of us having some breathing room, I think you're able to, when you're in it, it's hard to see it. But being able to take a step back and really like take a good hard look at like what we've been through and like what we've overcome has helped to reinforce the idea that what the current status quo is not right. It's not acceptable. It's not sustainable. No, it's not. I agree with everything you said. I appreciate you laying it out like that. I think it's fantastic. Hmm. Do you want to ask me what my favorite episode was? (laughs) I was waiting for you to get going. Hey, Lisa, what, what was your favorite episode? I'm so glad you asked. Um, my favorite one was how to be a woman. I think for me, that one was one that, like, it was resting really heavy on my heart and on my mind because I felt like as feminists, womanists who are white, the taint and the stain of white feminism of how it has been in the past and how exclusionary it has been to women who are not white and to women who are not assigned female at birth is horrific and really disturbing and 
I wanted to make sure that people knew what was in our hearts and what we honestly truly believe and how we feel about women, whether they were assigned female at birth or they're assigned male at birth, whether they're non-binary people who identify as women as well as non-binary, because we've talked about this before, that that's absolutely something that, that can happen. And also the fact that the things that we talk about, like menstruation and childbearing, that's something that affects trans men. Yeah. And also non-binary people. I just wanted to make sure that we had talked about it. And I'm so proud of that conversation because I was so, I was so nervous about wanting to get it right. And I think that Mm. I potentially could have lost sight of the fact that the most important thing was to have the conversation and not to get it right. Yeah. It was a really great conversation to have with you. It was a really great conversation to research. It helped a lot with stuff in the book because at that time when we recorded that conversation, we were really heavy into finishing the manuscript, um, the final manuscript for the book. So it was it was amazing on a lot of levels and it's one that's just really close to my heart and I'm so glad that we did it. I appreciate you feeling so passionately about that and it, I think it ended up with having a lot of good fruit. Not just for the conversation that we're having, but also letting everyone know where we stand. And it also is a very necessary part of the book that came from that conversation. Yes. I just wanted to make sure that I said that. That's why I asked you to ask me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, I know. And I certainly didn't want to diminish that by omitting it from my favorites, but I think that that was a very important one. I think we've had a, a lot of really good conversations, but I think that the overarching importance of that conversation is just that we, everyone is included. And if you identify as a woman, you're included in what we speak about, but also, you know, our passion is for all marginalized groups, not just women and certainly not just cishet white women. Yeah. All people who, which we understand is the problematic part of feminism. Yeah. And marginalized within the, within the structures and strictures of a hetero patriarchal society. I know. Systemically racist one. I want to say something that do it is just for you, but I'll record it, which is that there would be no podcast. There would be no book if it wasn't for Jenny. So all of, all of the things that we are doing, we're doing because Jennifer was pulled to do it. And Jennifer Mm. felt like she needed the conversations that we were having to help each other. They needed to help other women. So anytime we get compliments or positive comments on the podcast and when the book comes out when we get comments on that I need people to know that none of this would have been possible if Jennifer hadn't felt so strongly and literally chased me kicked me up the ass for years like since 2018 this this project and everything that comes out of it and the feeling from a personal perspective for me of having found a path that makes my life worthwhile Mm. I wouldn't have had it if it wasn't for you oh honey I appreciate that thank you I mean I couldn't have done this on my own and I think that I actually started bugging you about it earlier than 2018 because when I started (laughs) bugging I think it was actually 2015 (laughs) because when I felt called to start that little Facebook group Brooklyn Lily oh god yeah I think that was the beginning of this um, yeah because I was kind of facing the PTSD of being sexually molested when I was a toddler and my daughter becoming a toddler so maybe 2016 my daughter becoming a toddler triggered that which made me go into counseling which made me realize that my passion for women and girls wasn't just something 
that was going to work. Like I just didn't want to repost Facebook articles. Like I was, re- I wanted to have like a larger outreach to present a network or a community to the world that like helps other women realize that they're not alone in this women and girls. Cause if I would have had parenting in a way that helped empower me as a woman or just the communal experience of having other strong women support me, not just sporadically, but as a part of my foundation, I think that I would have turned out a lot differently. I'm happy where I am. I'm super happy with my life and I'm super happy with this work, but I think that it's been heavy on my heart for a while. And I don't think I couldn't have made it this on my own. And I think that the beauty of us having two voices here, but also having the same kind of lived experiences, but then also I really respect your education and your commitment to finding facts and facts and statistics to back up what I feel brewing or what I like kind of have an idea about like giving that. I feel like your, your work gives my ideas more clout because you're able to kind of fill in that part that I'm certainly not good at. And I think that we have a really good tit for tat going on. Well, thank you very much. And I don't think that it's not that you're good at it. You're just not, that isn't where your passion lies. That is. Oh no, I'm not good at it. I glaze over immediately. But when you need to find stuff, Jenny, you find stuff. You just don't love that part of this, but I do. And that's fine. But you know, I would say that this podcast and the book have given my life a purpose and they've they've taken me off of a path that was very soul crushing. Mm. I I was in working in an industry which doesn't require the parts of myself that I value the most. And that is kind of the definition of a soul crushing job. If the parts of you that fill you with joy and make waking up an adventure and make every day a new possibility then you might be in a soul crushing job. It's like a Jeff Foxworthy skit. It was. That's exactly what I was thinking. I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, but I think I think also we were talking about earlier before we recorded, I think that it's easy to stay in a soul crushing job. It's easy to kind of think that like this is the best that's out there for me or this is the path that I have to stay on because of finances. Like if you're used to receiving that paycheck, doing any type of exploration, oftentimes when we follow our passions, like we have to take less pay or no pay at all. And for a lot of people, that's not a reality. But also I think when you're like in, when you're in it, I think that when you're in it, you're kind of comfortable with being uncomfortable and not in like the good way that like workout teachers tell you to to do. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, work out in workout classes, like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Not that kind. Because that kind can you know, cause an injury, but also sometimes leads to gains in your physical health. But I think that when you're in it and when you're like doing the day-to-day, you see these like little tiny flashes or glimmers of hope that things are going to get better or whatever. And I think that so many of us just, we kind of like want the rom-com. <laughs> we want things to like work out. Like we're hoping that if we stay in it, that we're diligent, we show people who we truly are. We show them all, that we're willing to do this thing that rather than being taken advantage of, and that becomes what's expected of you, all this extra work you're doing, all the extra mental load, all the extra bullshit that you're like slowly just taking on more and more and more it was just like burying you so you can't even see reality that for the most part doesn't work out it doesn't like it doesn't become the fairy tale that just becomes part of your load because you are giving folks the permission to treat you poorly expect more of you that they're not paying you for but also you're telling yourself like this is just how your life's gonna go and so to step out of that like from the quote that i read last at the end of the episode last week to step out of that feels selfish self-serving Impulsive. Impulsive. And so I don't think that like it's impulsivity or 
or selfishness to follow your passion or find something that doesn't fucking make you hate your life. The patriarchal structure of the corporate world is soul crushing to the majority of people. Yes. Even the people that are at the top earning all the money. Oh my God. Like I know Jenny, because how many directors do you see that are happy to walk in? I live with the managing director of a company. His life fucking sucks right now. His mm -hmm. life sucks. He gets sick all the time. Yeah. He's stressed the fuck out. Yeah. He's sick every Monday to Friday. How does he yeah. feel on Saturday and Sunday? He's a fucking rubber ball of energy. Mm. He's super excited to be alive. From yeah. Friday at like five o'clock, he literally calls me and goes, it's Friday then. Does the whole thing. Because he's so excited. Aww. And then on Sunday evening, he crumples. That's super yeah. sad to watch someone have to go through. Especially I mean, when you've made the decision that you're not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that I've learned this season is that I'm no longer doing things that I don't want to do. Like if, if something, if something starts to like kind of tweak my soul to where I go, soul like, tweak. you know, soul tweak. When I feel a soul <laughs> tweak, I'm like, fuck this. No. On Sunday, I walked into my spin class and I was oh. like so ready for Jamal. Oh. Sat oh. down and it wasn't Jamal. There was a nope. sub. Nope. And so I was willing to give her the chance. Her playlist was old. <gasps> like, Old it stuff. wasn't Jamal's playlist, and it was just and it, no, but listen, and it am. was just a, it was just a straight traditional spin class, and that's not what I signed up for. So I got I got my stuff and I walked out after about ten minutes. And you know what? Maybe disrespectful to her class, but that's not what I signed up for. And I didn't want to spend an hour on my on my Sunday morning doing that. I sat on a bench sweaty and did a post for our podcast and then I got on the um elliptical and I watched a cooking show and I was so happy and Alex came out and said are you okay did you hurt yourself and I was like no I just that's not the class I signed up for and I didn't want to do that so I did the thing that was good for me and then on Saturday my kids has a, had a soccer game but instead of going to the soccer game I went to the gym with the baby because I didn't want to chase the baby around the soccer field I wasn't gonna be able to watch the soccer game anyway so I think that like all of this to say, all of these things, even as I'm retelling them, like they sound like I was being selfish, but I'm not being selfish. I'm allowed to live my life the way that I want to, especially if I'm not inconveniencing people. That doesn't Absolutely. inconvenience anyone. And I'm choosing myself. And that's what I've learned this season from all the conversations that we've had. That like, I'm going to choose myself in my all facets of my life. I'm going to choose to make sure my mental health is good in all facets, professionally, spiritually, and in my family. Right. Setting boundaries and demanding what you need benefits everyone. Because yep. the happier and more well-rested you are, the more fulfilled that you are, you present a better face to your family, to your friends, to the community at large. I completely agree. But we're taught that no, you have to make sure everyone else is okay and then take care of yourself. And then you've got the mom that like has to drink like wine out of a coffee cup at nine o'clock in the morning, which there's going to be, there are days that that's important, but like it doesn't have to be every day and that can't be my only source of joy. No, definitely not preaching. Neither one of us are preaching at all because we both drink and we both try and it's something that we have to really ride herd on, right? Like we have to keep a, yep. we got to keep a strong look at it really. But if you, if the only, and I know I'm speaking from personal experience, if the only bright spot in your day 
is the glass of wine at the end of it. Start drinking earlier. Okay, that's one. I would say like <laughs> there's I I would just say like there's a there's a thing there. There's something there that needs to just be looked at a little bit further. As my therapist would say, stay curious about that. Oh, that's cute. Isn't she so cute? I love what you said. I really I think it's good. I mean, why does it have to be anything more than this? It doesn't. I mean, is there anything okay. else you wanted to include? Was there anything else important that you felt like you wanted to say? No, I just really want to say like Everyone that's listened this season, this has been, I think our, our, our downloads are tripled since the first season and, um, we were already shocked at those numbers. So, and then we had a little blip where we were in like top 200 in Hong Kong, which was cool. Um, so listen, so we're super excited for season three, not sure when it's going to start. We're going to take some time. We have a round of edits that we're doing for the book. We're hoping the book's going to come out January ish. Yeah. So obviously we'll keep you posted. So like in the meantime, between seasons, go back and listen to episodes that you missed or that you liked. Um, you know, I had just had a friend reach out and say, thank you so much for the, uh, and she said, you know, I didn't realize that I was doing such weird stuff with food and I didn't realize that that's where my trauma was going. So for that, I'll be eternally grateful for shining the light there. So it's fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, keep the, keep the feedback coming. Like if you liked what we said about something, didn't like what we said about something you feel like we missed something like let us know uh follow us on all of the social media things instagram facebook and tiktok we are at dear patriarchy pod twitter pad patriarchy underscore pod definitely subscribe to the podcast so when we do start season three you are there and we also are probably going to have some merchandise coming soon we just got to figure that out too and a website which we've been talking about for a long time but we'll release it on social media so if you're not following us on social media go ahead and follow us there tell your friends tell your family and uh you know email us at patriarchypod at gmail.com and we will talk to you soon so in the meantime love light and (laughs) love light and good night good night i mean not soon but ish